Welcome to 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective. Presented to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Welcome once again, folks, to another episode of 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective. I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob. And uh, today is a very special episode insofar as I guess it turns out to be like our one-year anniversary episode, which is weird. Uh, I, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I didn't realize we had posted our very first podcast on September twenty third, twenty sixteen. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, full year. So really awesome. Thank you guys for continuing to listen and uh, making a year awesome, full of growth and Nerdwood as a whole was two. Yeah, we're on two years on that one. Like we've been in the podcasting business for like come on two years now. But but but, but this podcast here was really where the whole dynamic of everything we did changed. Mm-hmm. And we actually started to have people listen to our podcasting. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So we really appreciate your continued support and helping us continue to grow and gain a wider audience and have more people actually listen to what we do. And uh, as such, uh, we're just going to briefly touch on something that uh, we've discussed, we've devised uh, together with our fan input and something that we're doing through our Patreon. We're, uh, we're doing a... An exclusive podcast, a third one. What? Three podcasts? What are, you, three. what are you, crazy? Yes, we are. So we're doing uh, a third podcast that is exclusively fan-oriented, supporter-oriented. It's only available to our Patreon supporters. And where we're starting off with this podcast, because we get all kinds of questions about the little details of this game, things like paths and uh, the sects and how they interact. And also we get some questions about like, other games we'd review. So basically, we're going to wrap all that up and put it out to our patrons. The very first podcast will be dropping October 1st, and it is going, dun, to, dun, be, dun. It's going to be a discussion on humanity. It's going to be our very first, and we're going to go through each and every path until we've done them all, and then we'll move on from there. So definitely check it out. We've already recorded it. We're a little tricksters here. Um, so it's done and it's just waiting for, uh, the date, the date. And as such, I would also like to extend a thank you and a welcome to our new patrons, our new supporters on Patreon. And I'm just going to go down the list here. So thank you guys very much to Nathaniel Starr, to Nick Clare, uh, Spiros Lucas, uh, Michael Brosens. I hope I didn't murder that, but hopefully you know who you are. Uh, Patrick Meehan. James Sweetland, Arcane Cowboy, and Tomb Juice, who's actually been supporting us for a little while, but I don't recall ever thinking Tomb Juice. I never heard that, no. No, and uh, Patrick's actually been supporting us for a little bit too, but I think we accidentally skipped him in August. So, hey, all of you guys, thank you for your support. We're really happy to have you, and hopefully for those of you who are at that $10 tier or above will really enjoy the podcast that we're putting out. And for those of you that aren't and you want to listen to it, you know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> and, and all of, you know, everybody here that's listening, if you are unaware of how to get on Discord, just go to our website. We have information about how to get on our Discord to join in our nightly chats and conversations and also how to join our game. So enough of that product dump nonsense. Let's get to the podcast. Uh, today, today we are reviewing the... The, the final clan book of the second edition release, which is clan book Ravnos. The Ravno. Um, some debate in the community about how it's pronounced. Uh, regionally, we've always pronounced it Ravno. We've always, I mean, like I always thought the S was silent. I never heard of the debate. Like there's an actual debate. Yeah, 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 like, yeah absolutely. Ravnu? Ravnos. Ravnos. Yeah. I always thought the S was silent. I'm um, embarrassed we're wasting the effort on it. Yeah. Just wanted to mention it. We're no gotcha. longer going to. Um, <laughs> but going through this book, uh, the first thing that I do want to point out is that like the picture on the front cover is a really ridiculously awesome picture. Um, just really great work by Tim Bradstreet. Really great color. And uh, I, I think that it, it does an appropriate um, artistic rendering of the clan. Um, but you know what, going into this book here, we're going to find it starts out the same way as every other clan book does, right? It's got a little story. The interesting thing about the story at the beginning though, is that, um, the guy who writes the story is also the quote unquote author of the clan book. 
Now, here's the thing, though. Like, this this book, as well as I know, it's a trend, right? Giovanni, clan book, had a warning in there. Not a warning, yeah. just let, by the way. Yeah, like a... This one does, too. Um, these guys, re- they study the history of the, the ethnicity and cultural um, differences of what, obviously, in this one, it's the, the gypsies, the phenomena behind it, where they come from and whatnot. However, he makes a note to let you know, this is a book about entertainment. This is right. not to be in lieu of actual historical fact yeah. and sociological findings. It's literally, this is a book about some vampire clan inspired by the theme of what the collective stereotype of yeah. what gypsies would be. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they talk very distinctly that, you know, this is not meant to be a, like a history book. This is not meant to, to represent that because it's a game. And fundamentally speaking, any any like debate or argument about hey that's not correct or that's not accurate or that's not fair it it goes out the window because this is a game book it's literally correct. meant for entertainment so yeah it's not going to be accurate it's not going to be historically representative of an entire race of people um but you know, hopefully it's fun for you why well, it's good for that though is it launches right into a story where more or less it gives you an idea as to why um i feel kind of connects you know, behind the scenes, like the fourth wall is broken mm-hmm. to let you know, kind of keep keep yourself grounded when you read this book. And the opening story talks about a guy who gets involved with a Campania, a family of gypsies, right? And when he gets involved with them, it's pre-World War II. Yeah. You know, it's, it's coming, but it's not there yet. And, you know, they were persecuted right along with the Nazis. And this, this kid tries to keep a relationship with them. And the story goes along just him deciding to live with them very carefree he stays with them it's to the point to where you know he gets to tell his parents because he was with them for like six months before the police found him gets drugged back to his parents he tells his parents hey mom and dad i'm gonna spend half a year with them and half a year with you we're gonna go like this until i i don't want to yeah because i i like them and they they treat me as family and i'm part of them interesting concept right i mean already it was sort of like all a little different you know not used to culturally definitely not used to it but they're very entertaining Right. And one of the things that they highlight in there is that they're very insular. It is remarkably hard to get in with them because they don't trust, right? In right. fact, they're they're more apt to deceive you than they are to befriend you. Yeah. And one of the one of the key things that they talk about at the beginning of the story is that they're this character is used to a stereotype being presented to him, like you know they're they're going to try to rob you, they're going to they're you know criminals, they're they're evil, that whatever you know the the bad generally bad people. And he doesn't find any of that. You know, it's kids running around having fun and family and togetherness and, you know, th- th- completely defies but that But it's stereotype. written in a way, he's a kid coming to them, though. Right. And so he's a kid seeing buddies playing and doesn't see them. The adults, the adult gypsies kind of snicker at it. They chuckle that he comes in and there's an innocence to him and they decide not to take advantage of him. Because in the story, it's definitely written where they may have, Right. It's one of those things where uh, it's classic inference, but I think it's written well to do this to you. You get the feeling that if you're an adult who stumbled upon them, they would read you to get what story you expect for them to be, and they would live up to that story. Right. Sort of like you thought we were thieves and criminals. Well, then we will rob and be criminal to you. However, if you came to them just, hey, you're just people camping. I need a place of respite. They probably would do just that. Right. You know, you get what you get. It ends very tragically, though, right? Because the story is one of curse. It's a, I mean, literally, it culminates to the end because the you read it for yourself to get it all in there. But to the end, this guy gets embraced. Yeah, and it's sort of embraced like, haha! Now you can tell the whole world about us, just like you wanted to, but from the undead perspective of Ravna. And that's and that's that. And why it's important is when you read that opening story, because some of these clan books you get them. I know the craze is skip to the powers. Yeah, right. Just skip it and go to here. You're gonna miss. Those opening stories, every single one we reviewed, tell you about the clan. They do. They they help to start off like painting a base. Right. You know, it's a foundation of what you have to come. It, it, I mean, literally, it's designed to draw you into the clan right. from a narrative perspective or however they, they uh, originally present it. Now, right after the story, there's going to be a Ravnos lexicon. You, you need to read it. You need to read it because... It, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It, this this book is like every sentence or every other sentence is using a word from this lexicon. And my one criticism before we even get started is that it can be a difficult read because there's so much 
there's so much in here that is not going to be in your lexicon. It's not going to be in your vocabulary because it's unique. It's the same thing like the SMI clan book though. Right. That we reviewed it's the same lexicon and I'm, and I'm going to be not, not uh, however, rude. However, I, I, and I would say yes, they did, but I don't think it was as prevalent in, in, in the Asimite clan book as it isn't here. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. I'm going to, because the Asimite clan is more popular. It is something that's more rehearsed, more reviewed, more gone over. The terms are familiar. Yeah. You know, especially you knowing me. I've, those two, they get used a lot. You know, yeah. we've had friends play and whatever. Very rarely does someone get to play a Ravno, though. Now, to be, to be fair, and I'm only checking it yeah. because I have to take it with an unbiased because we don't. This is like the most unused clan. Yeah. That we next for, next for to us, the daughters for, of cacophony for us. For us. I right. mean, I uh, I feel like we should make an establishing point here. Right. Um, I've played a Ravnos once. Right. Uh, as a player, I typically have zero interest in this clan. Like I've never really. I, I read this book once. I wrote my name in the book and I put <laughs> it back on the shelf. Like this is the second time I've read this book, and it was, it was a little arduous. Um, I've read worse. Yep. For sure, but um, it's just a clan that it never really appealed to me. But I feel we got to establish why, right? Yeah, absolutely. why have a lexicon? Why have the terms in both books? Right, right. Why I'm bringing up Asimite book? We all know and have heard me. I love Asimites, right? Right. Very cool. But the reason why they're cool, or you sound kind of, I always get told this. You're like the expert because you know the terms. Well, why do you think they're in the book? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. It's because I could use them and I know the definitions and they roll right. off the tongue. In in order to properly play. A clan like this, at least in the second edition incarnation, yep. you need to know these terms. I think period. Yeah. Period. And you should, like as a storyteller, I mean, if, you, if you're a player and you're not interested in playing this clan, great. Don't read this book. Don't get that information. Right. However, if you are interested in playing this clan, that language, those words and terms, they're going to go a long way for you to paint your character properly. For other people that aren't you to go... That guy, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, they, he they speaks his to. own language. You own the character when you own the cultural terms that they use in right. the clan book that they made for it. And that's that's the importance of it. So that's why it is hard to go through with the Ravno. I agree with you, 100%. Mm-hmm. But I would say that this is the the one book that you're going to get a unique thing where we're not pros at it. What I mean by not right. pros, this is the second time I've read this book. Yeah. I think it's your first, was no, it? No, no, this is my second time as second well. Second time, yeah. yeah. That's it. But we're talking over a span of decades. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like going through it again. It's like, is it interesting? That'll give it. It's definitely interesting. It's a clan of storytellers. Right, exactly. Right? So it's got to be interesting. But the terminology is a little rough. So Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think one of the major reasons why I never had an interest in playing this clan as a player was because, you know, I read the book the first time and I was like, I don't really understand these terms and I can't memorize them. It's advanced for me. Right. And really, they are an advanced clan, both from the perspective of role play and the perspective of power. They're very unique and very different, and it requires a great deal of creativity, and it requires a decent amount of knowledge. You nailed it on the head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold a lot of that for nerd words. Mm-hmm. I definitely have incredible insight for that. But when it comes to the book, opening story, great. Yep. It gives you an idea of what to expect, and it rolls right forward into the next thing, letting you know that the guy who gets embraced in the story is the one who who makes this book. Right. He made this book to understand. The opening story is about him wanting to understand. He wants the world to understand the gypsies, period. The Rom, if you will, as he says. And because he wants to eliminate the stereotypes, they embrace him because he wants to do that. And then he's like, well, then I guess I'll continue doing what I wanted to do, but now I got to do it on over Ravno now. Right. And he says it kind of like that. But then he says, number one, and I'll do it in my turn, but he puts it very eloquently, we're all full of shit. Yeah, Off the right. bat, he tells you every Ravno, every gypsy has a different version or a different tale or a different spin, a different level of feeling to the same stories that you can ask anywhere. What are the same stories? Where do we come from? Right. Who is Cain or even related to Cain? And what are the cultural, um, common cultural trysts that exist inside of Clan Ravno? Things that you can expect. And the one thing you read reading the clan book, story to story is completely different. Right. Like they change directions so many times, but that's also what makes it cool about this book. So that, cause this book therefore becomes a prop. It is also a prop that if you're a Ravno player, assume you have this book. These are the collection of stories from this old guy who went and did it for you. Right. Because this clan insular as it is, there is no guidebook 
on how to be a proper revenue. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah. That's the feeling I got, right? Right. So to quit generalizing, we they open up in one story of what might have happened with Kane. Right. Right? They talk about the story where there's this, because um, I'm not going to, I think it's Cherka, right? Or Shurka. We'll just define a yeah, lot of these terms. We'll define yeah, a lot of these it's, terms. It's, it's, there's a gypsy leader of the Campania that he's yeah, relating Shurka. to. is Shurka. Yeah. In this, in this story. And Shurka is this badass gypsy leader. He's the boss. He's the one everybody looks up to for the survival of the Campania. Very cool responsibility, but in a family unit. You know, kind of gives you an idea that the, the children get to play for most of their lives until they realize they're adult. And then they have to scavenge and earn with the rest of them. Do what you got to do because we don't have established city to build on. We don't have an agricultural farmland to gain food from, so we got to do something to get it. Yeah. Whether it's odd jobs, out thievery, the point is survival. Right. And for whatever reason, they're persecuted. And this is way before Nazis, right? This, so, yeah, this is before really recorded history. This is so, so you know, already, tribal bands. So already you're going, well, this is bullshit. What the hell? You're telling me you forever were born in a cart? right and it never got better right that's what's saying right, right and so but let's let's not pick too far because it's on purpose right right it's who he talked to told him back in the day there was a great caravan and it was it was a companion it was gypsies and here's this guy shirka and he was her leader he had a brother who just as charismatic as shirka was and awesome his brother was like the other side of the coin that's because his brother was a lupine mm-hmm. a lupino and you're like okay just, all right, keep going. You know, like most of these stories, most of these like early day stories are very like, okay, that's awfully convenient. But, but the way but it's, they're, they're written that way, it's it's biblical in nature. This one in particular is written that way because it's supposed to be like, all right, guys, yeah, you, you, you asked me what this is. I will not tell you. Right. Here's our origin. So great Shurka. Here comes his brother, the Lupine leader, and they had a disagreement, whatever. Well, the, the ROM tend to be open. Like I, like I said earlier, my comment that you are treated as you approach them. Right. You know, as you come to them, so you shall be treated. And along comes Cain, or Cain. Yeah. Because they spell it different. I assume it's pronounced different. However, if you read it, it's not. Cain is Cain. <laughs> right. But they spell it K-A-N-E, isn't it? It's like K-E-A-N. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's just different. Or K-A-E-N, yeah, something right. like that. It's Yeah, it's just spelled slightly different. Cain comes to them at night to chill out, and Chirk is like, hmm. Well, everybody, uh, what, what are you doing here? And they all kind of stop, right? The the violins stop playing, the women stop dancing, the men stop dancing with the women. Everyone's kind of turning like, hey, Jerka, man, what's going on? And Kane's like, ah, I'm just kind of here. And Jerka's like, okay, okay, well, why don't you come with me? We'll chat. Let's go by the fire a little bit. Kane's like, not too close, but we can. And uh, they start sharing stories. He's like, I traveled all over. And he's like, no kidding, so do we. And they hit it off. And it's hitting off great. Telling stories, things are fun, things are great. And... The fucking lupines don't like it no right they they hate this guy i mean it's 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 above all hate him and it's a and it's an origin story because shirka's son ravno ends up getting along with kane great likes kane a lot kicking rocks at kane him and kane are exchanging stories all the time and shirka sees it he sees what's going on and and basically uh his uncle the lupine lord is like ah oh, man this dude mm-hmm. but shirka forbids it he's the boss and says no like, it's it's going to be cool. Chill out. It's going to be cool. Well, uh, what happens to old Ravno? Basically, what happens is the, the this traveling band of, of Rom, they accept Cain into their group, um, even though some are not cool with him being there. They're like, fuck this guy. You know, right. he's, he's a Shilmulo. He's a vampire um, of legend, and we don't want him here. Um, but you know, Kane being what he is in all mythical tales, he's kind of like whatever you need him to be. He fits right. Coolest guy in the world. Right. And he, you know, fills him with tales of his travels and his endless life. Cause and, he is the most interesting man. Right. Right. He is. He's definitely a dose Equis type of dude. And so he, he travels with them and things are okay. Uh, until they're not one <laughs> night, uh, a band of traveling vampires, uh, for whatever reason, they're attracted to the powerful blood of the the Ram. And interesting thing too is a footnote. Apparently all gypsies taste good. Yeah. Really good. They all have a power in them. This book won't tell you why. Another book will. Yes. And so, it is a book that is referenced frequently. And if you were, if you enjoy playing the Ravnos clan, you should also look into World of Darkness Gypsies. Boom. And that's as much as I'd care to mention them. 
Not not for Don't any worry. reason. It'll be mentioned five or six or ten more times. Right. It's, it's, it's coming. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyways, these vampires, for whatever evil, despicable reason, they just start to slake in their thirst in the night on on the the Campania. And they, you know, they hear the scream and uh, they rush, you know, Ravnos rushes forward to see what happened. And why? Because his dad, I mean, they're gypsies. So mm-hmm. that means that they go and they trade. They go and they perform. They sing for their supper. So at night, everyone's at camp kind of waiting to turn down or waiting for the food to be brought back. That's when they heard the scream. So he, Ravnos goes to check on his dad because he's terrified. And when they go look, other Shomula, other vampires have decided... His dad sure did taste good. Right. And they kind of give an indication that, like, Kane kind of knew what was going to happen. Like, he didn't do it himself, but, like, they, they give an indication that maybe he had a vague idea of how things would turn out. Because here's the thing. We've even talked about it a couple times, you know, especially when we had the Book of Nod. Kane was cursed. Right. Everything he tries to do return, turns to dust. It's not going to go good. Yeah. Kane showing up as a foreshadowing of tragedy. It's going to happen. It's like a Greek tale. Always, every time. And this is no different, right? Right. It's so, self-graded first, yeah. but his own get, his own kin, ruin it for him. So uh, Shurka gets killed. He's drained dry, left for dead. And Ravnos takes his father's corpse to Cain, and he says, please, please embrace my father, please. And Cain's like, nah, man, I can't. He's like, he's too, he's dead, dead. Like, he, he's done. Uh, but, like, I mean, what do you want to do here? And, you know, his sister, which I believe was the case, he is the sister's young yeah. sibling, um, had visions that Cain would do this. Yeah. And so she basically eases Cain's mind in saying, it's, it's okay. Like, we knew that this would happen. And that's the birth of Clan Ravno, as yeah. this tale tells it. So Cain uh, takes Ravnos and wraps him in, you know, in his arms and embraces him. Now, this book gives you no indication whatsoever as to why his sister has some second sight. No. Or why the Ravno have magical blood. This is due to folklore. Now, tales of real life will tell you that gypsies do a number of remarkable things. Um, werewolf mythology, even, it crosses over. It's a band of gypsies that tell a guy in the original werewolf how to kill him. He can only be killed by someone who loves him. Right? It's uh, something like under a full moon and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's dumb. It's always weird. It's always gypsies. You know? Right. Dracula, band of gypsies, right. helped them learn how to kill him. Why is it? Clearly, gypsies are tied into most of the folklore we know and love. Right. This is no different. So it assumes you, the listeners, are aware when you read this book, gypsies are magical. Right. Now, again, you know, just like they did at the beginning of this book, remember, it's a game thing. Like, yep. it's not meant to be a insensitive you know it, it's a fantasy world based on our own i mean it, it, gypsies were rumored to have the evil eye right right exactly you know, exactly they could cast curses look at stephen king's thinner right, right. we were making fun of it as you mean like curse yeah. you thinner, thinner. you know it happens doesn't work on ballard i just wanted to bring that up anyway so <laughs> so uh the implication from this is is very strange right yep. the implication is that ravnos antediluvian ravnos is a second generation vampire. He's not an antediluvian. Right, he's, right. He's, he's, the, embraced, he's from the cusp. Embraced by Cain. Yet the Book of Nod directly contradicts this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And spoiler alert, so does Canon. Yep. We'll get there. Not so, too far off. But let's remember, we're not here to disprove this book. No. This is a tale from a cool gypsy. Right, exactly. Us going over it is the short version. It is written well. Yeah. It is told well. You get involved. You feel the emotion and distress Cain felt. You right. get Ravno's point. You understand why the Lupines are pissed and strangely did nothing. Right. Right? Weird how that works out. You name me a single werewolf anywhere that's going to allow Cain to sit at a fire untouched. <laughs> I'll show you a werewolf that goes down in legend right. for scuffing Cain's fucking hair before he lets that guy walk away. Now, so, the other thing, too, in this early history and this like oral retelling of their their verbal history is the relationship with Anoya is another part of their tale. Tale, too. So I love this one because it's completely outlandish. So <laughs> so because it starts, it's like a romance. Right. They get outside a city. Strange. Another yeah. city they come to. 
and they witness this girl with raven hair throwing curses. She's naked and she's throwing curses at the city guards that are throwing her out. And they're like, huh, what's going on? But she's a fetcher, fine liquor stepper. And all the guys are running up to tell her and all the ROM guys are like, hey, what's going on? It's cool. Come by right. her fire. It's all right. And she pauses and turns and is like, I don't know. You're a bunch of dudes and I'm naked. Ah, yeah, but it's cool. We're like you, you know, but, we travel. And she we... sees over by the fire all the children playing and the dogs playing. Right. Which seems to be the charm of these Campania that you always have. Kids always play. Right. Dogs always happy. And there should be an old man fiddling with stuff. A exactly. But also, this is another thing that I want to point out here that just plays to the, uh, the, the horseshit nature of the stories that are being told here. Not horseshit like bad stories, but right. bullshit nonsense that they tell you. Every time someone like happens upon one of these caravans, they hear they they know the rumors of the of the ROM. But they're immediately but, charmed. But, right. They're immediately charmed. But then that person that they bring in somehow fucks them over. Yep. You know, it's it's And it's, let's not and let's not forget interview or no, Queen of the Damned mm -hmm. does it too. Right. Lestat kills the gypsy chick on the beach playing a violin mm -hmm. near, near a fire that, you know, you're supposed to overlook. And he's like, oh, man, I can never love the mortals. And I'm like, gypsies get crocked there, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like endlessly getting crocked. So anyway, we digress. Yeah. Back right? to the story. So she annoys charm because she sees the fire. She's like, all right, I'm going to go over there. They let you in on something. Annoya's a bitch. Okay. <laughs> she was getting thrown out. She's a lying, lying right. liar. She was starting drama. She's, you know what? Yeah. She's caused too much static, and they were like, get out. Now, I don't know what you had to do right. back then when the world was war for resources and assets, right. and that was for the mortals who are saddled with the night gods who said behave or else. Right. And you're, and she's not embraced yet. No, no, she's not. She's just a, a mortal woman. What beautiful, I can't even imagine this, right? What era back then mm. would it take for a beautiful woman to be like, cool. She wasn't beat into submission. No one freaking tried to... She's a thief. They didn't cough her hand or kill her. They were like, you know what? You exist outside of the city walls with no clothes and see what happens You've to you. You've got to go. You need us. How dare you? Okay. City of virtue, maybe. All right. right. So then they're like, yeah, come with us. And she's over there chilling. And they're like, hey, weird lady, what's going on? And Rabin was like, hold up. What'd you bring me? Oh, check this chick out. Mm. Hey, Anoya, how's it going? She's like, I've traveled far and wide. What about you? I don't talk to anyone who doesn't travel a lot. And he's like, look around, dumb bitch. Clearly, I got this <laughs> caravan. I'm the king of fucking traveling. That's all I do. And everyone else is like, My what? nickname's Frequent Flyer. Right. And everyone's like, well, uh, should you be like hitting an officer like that? And he goes, don't worry. And he's like, no, no, I'm the king. I'm the son of, I'm the son of Cain. I know how this works. I got it. Everyone else around him. Right, is like getting a stink eye, and then the lupines are like, "What the fuck?" They, they, like all of them have like the the hand over the nose and mouth, like, like mm, I don't know about this, like, but he's the king of the uh, of the people. He's the you know he's he's the he's boss. Rabnos. He's the boss, right? So El Wapo. All right, so and, and you know his sister's like, "Hey, uh, I don't know about this. Uh, maybe you shouldn't." And he's like, "No, no, I got it under control." I like that. I'm going to get at that. I'm right. Do what I need to do. And so they're saddled with taking her around. Right. right. But they're not leaving the city. No, they just hang out outside the city. They're just, just chilling here. We're right here right now. Right. And she's spending the time, you know, whining and dining. Ravno's charmed by her. Right. She's charmed by Ravno. It's all cool. And for a time, the city's just like, whatever. You know, you get caravans that hang out outside the city. And they're highlighting there's some weird uneasiness. Like even back then, it was like, hey, we could get killed by the city at any time. So just nobody stay inside the city gates. Right. Like visit and trade in and get the hell out. Right. Every time that's the goal. Okay. That's what we do. Like some, right. some, some high end game of freeze tag. Well, as the tail has to go, Anoya basically, she, she gets embraced. Yeah. It's that simple. Ravno likes her a lot. Makes her one of his. She's like, cool. I finally got it. Right. Right. And you now, now you're like, okay. Yep. Now it makes sense. They wouldn't embrace your skanky ass yeah. on the inside for because, every reason. You know, they they make mention that like the venture lords of the city like wouldn't have her or whatever. So like they're like there's some innate knowledge. I don't even know if they named them venture. They, they did. Just, they, they, yeah, they, they did. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. yeah, they did. Because I missed that. I just like they were the lords said no. All right. Yeah. So so there you go. So she's a bad egg. He embraced a bad egg because she got seduced or he got seduced by her. And then she's like, okay, cool. But we should go in and steal all their good stuff. 
to th- strengthen the Campania and then get out. Yeah. Yeah. She, she basically makes up this tale of like, oh, there's all these gold and riches and da 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 da. And in an uncharacteristic fashion, she's able to uh, trick and manipulate the, the king the, of manipulators. Right. The, the king of trickery. Like, whatever. Okay. Right. Great. It happens. <laughs> so, again, his sister's like, hold up. Like, you probably shouldn't do that. They're going to find you in there. And gonna- by now, you give your sister who could see the future. Right. Every. Who by now is a full grown adult. Why don't you believe her? Right. That's the right. thing about this story that doesn't hammer home. It's like, you don't No. And he's like, Lottie fucked up. Yeah. Let's, I'm, uh, let's go get all the riches. And he's, we'll, and he's like, well, we'll get in, in and out. They'll never even know we were there. And by the time they could be tearing the walls down. And then she says, okay, cool. I understand. It can't stop you. Do me a favor. Just be back by sunrise because they're not going to have anywhere for you to be safe. Just be back by sunrise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got this. He leaves. He leaves and she knows he's not going to make it back. Right. And sure as shit, Dawn comes and doesn't. And they do one of the most powerfully tragic reads I've ever read. I'm going to share it with you only because I was touched by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, what it is, and you may think that's not hard. It is. Believe it or not. I know it when I see it. Um, She's trying to go to sleep and she's troubled because in her mind's eye, she could see her brother nailed to a rooftop. Right. And he's and he's terrified in his mind, despite him being a vampire, and he knows the end's coming, and she knows there's no way she can get to him in time before it's done. So she does the only thing she can do. A sister, you know, basically soothes her brother. She's there and uses her powers and, you know, just their connection as siblings and holds him, comforts mm-hmm. him as if she were there as he's being burnt alive. Right. And it's all she can do. And they describe the tears and how she felt and everything else. And she is thrown into a fit of rage that will never be repeated in print. It is such a frenzy. They call it a frenzy. Right, She's immortal. Right. They call it a frenzy. She destroys the tools that let her have the vision. She wrecks Claws the place. Those, face. Clawing her face till it bled yep. right, right around her eyes like she doesn't even want to see anymore. And all her people can do is stand the fuck back. Like this right. is a category five hurricane we just got to let happen. And when it's done, she set fire to the place that they both shared. And um and the in the joint and she goes, I want all the elders. I want every fucking Rom elder that was ever heard of. Because what we kind of skipped over is the fact that when Ravnos is embraced, his uncle says, I will not travel with you. Right. The 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 Porara name is dead. Yeah. We no longer use that. Yeah, you can be you can be who you are, but also we ain't right. We're, we're done. We're, we got stuff to do. We're not here. Wrapped it up. Well, century not century, years go by and he's not been heard of. Well, the moment this happened. He does come back, and he comes back with all the other elders, and they're pissed. And Anoya, she saw her sleeping safely in the dark, right. and that's what threw her into such a cold rage. Right Now, she tells the whole what's going on, and they have a whole plan on what to do with her. Yeah, and so Anoya wakes up the next night, and she's like, you know, rehearsing her story, and oh, we couldn't get out, and they got captured, and he got killed, but his last words were, I should be in charge, and I should be taken over, and uh, it's all for naught, like... Her story is immediately dashed. She learns two things. One, oh, I'm not the only vampire he made. Nope, they're older and they're all right here. Yep. And just brown bagger and tire down. And this whole group, what the gypsies do, what the the Rom do, is that they, all their elders get to come up and have a tribunal on what to do with her. And that's that's that. And they're like, okay, cool. What are your charges? Oh, sister of Ravnir. She says, yeah, not charges. Here's some facts. And everything she lays down in front of Noya, like often when you catch a liar, the truth shuts them up. Right. They have no way to immediately answer it, and everyone can see you for who you are. Same thing happens to Anoya. And Anoya is just uh, defeated. Well, now they're all deciding what's going to happen. Out of nowhere, they feel a power unknown, even to them. Yeah, an immense power. Just silences all of them. Why? Kane came to them as a normal dude. It was just a chill guy. Didn't right. want to scare him, just needed companionship, and they were cool. Well, you killed his son. Right. Is what happened. You got him dead. He comes back and everyone's terrified and quieted, except then they fear bad for her because all his rage that quieted a lupine that's there, an elder who should want to kill him, went right to Anoya. And Anoya's terrified. And she's terrified and silent, can't do shit. And they're all like, well, he can't be here. And with a word, he's like, look, my bad. I know, but Cherka, his father, we talked. I know all about this, and I am intruding, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, but I am going to say what I got to say to her. And they're like, well, you have no word. And then the Lupine uncle's like, I don't know about y'all. I can feel it. 
I think that motherfucker's more pissed than all of us combined. Right. And they make it a point that, like, because Ravnos was his chilled, it's as if he was just as much father to him as Shirka was. And says it's value, right? So what are we highlighting here to this point to me? They're showing you that family to the Rom is more than blood. Right. That despite where you come from and what you are and what your differences are, if you're good to the to the Campania, that can make you family. Additionally, they're pointing out um, that the Ravnos don't like the Gangrel. Right. They're hi- they're <laughs> highlighting the shit out of it. We're right, getting to that, right? right? So she's there, and Kane turns around, and what happens is the most epic curse heard this side of the peninsula. Uh-huh. Like, nobody's heard a curse like Kane laid right. down. Forced her to crawl on all fours. You yeah. acted like a beast, so a beast you shall be. Yeah, you you'll know? sleep in the ground like the dead. <laughs> Every lust, you will have none of the beautiful magics. You'll never have Reverend friends. Had. No friends, yeah. no family, no one to love you. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're, you're nothing. You're the whore of the night. Right. And, and that's it. He did everything but take a shit in her head. <laughs> and then it is what happened. And then he's like, cool, turned and he disappeared. Like literally just walked out into the desert, gone. And everyone's like, that, like quiet. Like, right. well, shit, anything I had to say. And then she fucking lopes off. Crying blood tears, unknowingly she falls to all fours. Her face looks more snout-like, and she just wee, wee, all out into the woods. Right? She's <laughs> right, God. Right. And you're like, okay. And they're like, <laughs> right. and that's why the Ravno don't get along with the Gangrel. Yeah. So what have we learned so far? None of the stories are true, but they seem to like the story about Cain to Ravno. <laughs> right, right, that was right. a cool love love right, thing, right. you know, father to son. Clearly, the Ravnos love. Kane. And the Gangrel sure are annoying. You're right. And they don't <laughs> like Gangrel. Now, again, with that spoiler alert, we're going to find out in about a year and a half, two years, maybe. Whatever whatever supposedly happened to Ravnos, it didn't. <laughs> right, right. It's a, in fact, Ravnos a different type of cat. Yeah. He wasn't someone that hung in a campagna. I will put it to point yeah. that out that much. It gets, in my head... For I think for both of us, I'll make this statement. The revised shit gets a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's the flavor we went by in first edition, yep. right? So, and it was a mixed bag. Yeah. The, I mean, and, and also, like, I would say that, um, you know, the updated revised edition clan book is probably going to have, like, more maybe truthful information. This, as far as, like, the information that you're getting out of this book is still super imperative. I feel for role play. I, m- I remember I remember mentioning to you briefly that I felt that it wasn't even really like a clam book. Right. Right? Because it feels more like a prop. Yeah. Like all the story and history up to a point is just take yeah. it for what it is. Absolutely. And then it's like cut, here's some other disciplines, here's some stuff, and here's some templates. Right. But like the first half is like you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I mean you really and and you know, I, I was given some little cracks about them referencing the the gypsies book a number of times. They did yeah. but it's imperative like this clan more so than any other you know they even talk about like this clan they're more familiar with the vampires of asia than any other western vampire well this clan is probably as far out from most normal people's uh it's normal people that's not the right term but most like western players understanding of culture well what's the what's the ambitious difficulty is what you just said right there if you don't understand the origins of Western civilization and don't care to research to look up what you're playing, that's what White Wolf was trying to overcome right. with these books. Right. Literally, a yeah. lot of the books is just that. Um, like the Giovanni gives you insight into what the Venetian life might have been and, and the high politics, the high what, what have you of that. The right. fanaticism that they take liberties from but then kind of give a polite nod to what the uh, religious Muslim aspects might be. And, you know, just some insight. They don't dare step on what... The Muslim beliefs are just, you know, this was inspired by them. Right. Well, this is inspired by that, um, you know, more Eastern uh, than anything else. And it's hard for us to grasp, us, me and Nate, to sit here and tell you, well, this book isn't good because of blah, 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 blah. That's not true. The yeah. book is very good for painting the gypsy aspect right. of a Ravno, but that is by far not the only uh, Ravno type right. that there is. And that's that's the important aspect to yeah, nail in absolutely. the head. Um, if you own the V20 book, most of you listening do. That's why there are so many different paths to follow out of what they are. But above all, when you read this book, you get this much. Because we're not joking. This book goes from colorful, creative stories about what our origins might have been, kind of sort of what we did through the ages, and then not really. Yeah. 
Like they don't care what happened in the camera. They don't care about no, what happened they, to the Sabat. They don't even. They don't even mention it, save for, man, they really don't like us. They really want to persecute us. That's all they have to but go by. It's the first clan book we've read where there isn't some like visual snapshot of, hey, this was the formation of the Camarilla, and this is like how we were affected. They, it's like they didn't even know about it. And why is that? Simple. There's and they tell in all their stories. You are not supposed to get involved with the guy, the guy Jin, the hell, the Gaje. You're not supposed <laughs> right. to get involved with them. I think that's the right term for outsider. You're supposed to stick to you, right? So when a Ravno visits the city, it's supposed to be for their own interest, whatever it is that they're there to do, right? They're not supposed to be an Anarch or a Camarilla member or a Sabat member, and you're stupid if you do, right? They literally cite that because it's one of their things. When you go in and not be yourself right. to get involved in their business, you are subjecting yourself to their power. And, 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 you know, they talk about, too, like the Ravnos being attracted to the West Coast and the free states because of the free part. Exactly. It's not because of any movement or political ideology. Freedom is the freedom to do whatever you want, to go and do as you please. It has nothing to do with a political ideology. That's it. And this is also a book that kind of barely, but sort of gets into the fact that what happens if a Ravno is mistreated? Right. In a city. Well, they start this rumor that if uh, a, a Ravno going to the city is supposed to cause mischief and trouble, especially if the prince doesn't like them. And the, and the more the prince doesn't like them, the more trouble they're going to be before they leave. And why I call it a myth is because most players will tell you that's why to play a Ravno. And that's how to properly play a Ravno is to go in and be that guy. They miss the whole aspect that if a prince mistreats you. So in my opinion, it says if you get caught and the prince is like, well, stake him and bring him in, you better have already left. Yeah. And on your way out, maybe cause some mischief. Or at the very least, high, do something to uphold that stereotype as right. to why you shouldn't go for a Ravna. And, and also, the one thing that they do point out, too, that I thought was very poignant was that the Ravnos don't consider themselves thieves. They don't consider themselves liars. Because what they do, they try not to do for greed. If you're doing it for greed, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If I steal a toothbrush, it's because I don't have a toothbrush and I need to brush my teeth. And let's and let's understand it. It's still theft, right? And it, but it's again, it's, it's just painting right. from their perspective, right? And because you always, you know, you're going to take for any clan, you're going to paint yourself in the light that l looks best on you. Exactly. You know, it's do it's, for you, right? Exactly. But you know, I didn't happen to have a seventy thousand dollar car right then. And you did. I needed to get somewhere, and you were already at a place. Right. So it's, it's okay. Perfectly your fault. Right. And I. And by the way, I'm just borrowing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm you gonna know? leave it where I'm going. You're gonna have it back. I'm immortal. It's only a million dollars. Right. Right. Like I could pay you back a dollar for the next million days if you like. Right. Exactly. Let's work that out. How about interest? I'll give you a million and one dollars. So, yeah, Ravno clan. Basically, in a nutshell, what you're gonna get from the 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 parable like stories is you're gonna get. Many centuries of, man, people just don't like us and they're constantly just persecuting us. Some of that is absolutely true. Some of that is maybe because of their own actions. It's for you to decide as a player. You know, like I said. I don't even know that's subject to you to decide. I mean, the clans decide their own flaw, their right. own clan flaw, which we tend to not get into, uh, but we will hear because I brought it up. Mm -hmm. But it's for them to do their chosen vice. That they, they're drawn to it. They're right. supposed to do that every chance they get, whatever it is. So if your chosen vice, vice is theft, you're going to be stealing. Right. It's going to lead you to trouble. If it's gambling, you're going to be gambling. If it's murder, you're going to be murdering. Right, exactly. Anything to excess is bad because you get caught. Right. It's going to well, do some When I say up for debate, I mean literally you as the player when you're making your character. Right. You can debate whether or not. I wasn't saying yeah. you were wrong. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is keep a level head. Right. Is what it comes down to. And uh, so, and that's it. I mean, the rest of the book will will we'll chime in on like, okay, cool. We're separated into these couple uh, familial names that we classified in clan. We're not going to go over them for the simple reason that it's so different, right? From when there's a name they use in here, even that is not even used for this clan in V twenty anymore, right? And it's it's like, hmm, they still use the name, just not tied to them, right? So there's some overhauling that gets done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, templates though. That's where I was uh, I was leading down the path to goad you into talking about your favorite template. I love the templates in this book. Mm -hmm. That much I'll say. Like, you know, it's it's bad to say. I'd say read the stories for, like, some flavor to get yeah. it in there if you got a concept idea. And then use these templates to be the backbone of what you might want to play. 
the the one Ravno I played, which I'll get in more detail later, is the Ace of Spades template. And the Ace of Spades template is first off, the artwork's awesome on it. Yeah. Secondly, the guy is it's disturbing. Yeah. Everyone who plays the Ravno I've ever seen, the guys all want to play Gambit. From X Men, every <laughs> right. one of them. And, hey, I'm good gumbo. I got some card playing. Ooh, yeah, I, I, I can't I, do yeah, the accent, yeah, but no. you get what I'm saying. Like some shitty Creole accent. And then uh, they, you know, they're always that guy. And the ladies, every single one of them, are they predict the future and they dance and wear scantily clad clothing. It's, we we stick to what we know. Am I right? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right. But this book doesn't help that half because no. there's like there's straight up a naked titty template <laughs> in this book. Straight up's a naked titty. Yeah, it is it is the the first like uh non black dog or like marked adult content book where there I mean there's just like some titties. Because they bravely you know, we're all adults, whatever. They That's bravely fine. dodge whatever they have to do to get around it because they say, Hey man, she's wearing a net mesh top. <laughs> she's not naked. There's clearly coverage. Right. It's, it's just it, it's not critical of the artwork, but like I, I feel like it was just perhaps a little gratuitous. I was just like, Oh, just out there like that? All right, cool. Well, because because <laughs> here's the thing, like this book goes through and there's some very noble uh heroines in the Ravno mm-hmm. clan, even in canon. That they go and use and do some pretty noble shit. They're in the middle of it, right? With Durgason, we've talked yep. about, you know, and then podcast. and then it kind of kind of goes out the window when you're like naked titty template, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, okay, there's that, and it's one template. I mean, yeah, I'm no, just being I'm yeah. just being cheeky. But when you look at the the overall arc of it, though, most of the artwork, and that's the thing I want to highlight. I was just telling Nate this morning. I was like, man, I see this book, I see the artwork, and I'm like, we're about to get some serious shit. Like, there's one where it looks like this chick is scantily clothed and dancing to get you to ignore the fact that every guy around her is some creepy vampire trying to get closer to you. Right. So like if I were some lonely dude at night passing in a fire and have a bag full of coins, I just got done trading at the mercantile market. I got my spices. The wife's going to be happy. I got some actual meat that I bought. All right, here I go. And here's this chick. Yeah, cool. I'm going to check it out is what this photo looks like. But what I'm not going to notice is some dude's going to sap me at some point, maybe not. Maybe I get over. Maybe I think I'm going to dance with this girl or what I think I'm going to do. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Good chat. Maybe she'll tell me about her friends. Someone's going to feed for me. I may have a strange time and I'm probably going home broke. They might let me keep a fish yeah. that they trade me for something and move on. Who knows what's going to happen, but that's what it looks like. Then you're reading completely not what that is. Nothing yeah, of it. Right, right? Right, it's, right. And it's the point is that the pictures don't match the content. Except here's why. I'm biased as shit. Nate goes, hey, man, did you know that the Montreal by Night book, the same artist, did these yeah, photos? Yeah, there's a lot of the same artwork. And I was within, like, son of a bitch, pictures. that's how they got me. I love the Montreal by Night book. Uh-huh. Like, I would almost sleep with it forever. That's funny. In a nightstand. An interesting segue is, that's our next review. Carry on. So, awesome. So, back to the Ace of Spades template. It's no, it's no trick why I like it so much. The artwork is what drew me. The story is what kept me. Yeah. Because when you read what a Ravno is, this guy is drawn to do one thing. He loves chance, right? Games of chance. Yep. And the thing, the problem is that he believes games of chance, for instance, he, I hate saying this because it's not true. You want to say the guy's a serial killer. Uh, he's not. Is, is he a sicko? Okay. Valid. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Anyone's a sicko who goes, okay, kitty, we're going to play a game. If it's heads, oh no, it's not even that's not the game. He says, okay, kitty, if you can get away from me, then I won't pin you on top of the tree, literally and spike you on top of the tree. Right. But if you escape, I'll leave you alone for a week. That's the deal. And he applies this, though, to his whole life. Like, his whole mindset is chance. The whole nine. And when he gets embraced, it continues going. And he keeps doing it. Why my favorite template? You never see that type of Ravno. Right. It's never done. It is always Gambit or scantily clad dancing check. (laughs) Those are the only ones. Well, uh, you know, I I feel like... um as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I, I think very much so that this is not a clan for a beginner player. No, it's a challenging, very different, very, uh, unique perspective on the vampire way of life. And, uh, you are doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't read this in the revised clan book before you play one, um, just so you can have an idea and some, you know, some gasoline to fuel your fire for playing this clan. Because in order to portray them in a way that is unique and different, you really need to have that flavor. Because otherwise you're just, you know, you're playing 
a bruja or something with the with a power that uh, that you can use illusions with. Well, we'll reserve uh, commentary outside of it. We'll talk nerd words. So yeah, I got to say right. nerd words about it. But uh, the book as a whole is it bad? I don't think it's bad. I think it is a challenge read. Yeah, and it's a challenge read because you got to read this and do a lot of interpretation. Yeah, read between the lines to formulate the flavor of the clan you want to portray. That's as storytellers. That's as the yeah, player playing a- the clan. Absolutely. And if you know anything about the game post this clan book, you're going to be like, "This is all bullshit." What? Right. <laughs> but but right. it is, and that makes sense. It makes sense when you understand this clan. But I challenge you to go. This book is useful for modern. Right. Because if you're playing a Ravno. This is stereotypically what the world of darkness views the Ravno as. Right. Now, however, this also is the gypsy angle, right? That is there. They they do have a place. They are in the clan. There's a reason. But it's more of a it's just like the SMI clan book, right? The first edition of SMI clan book is strictly written for warriors. Right. It's the warrior perspective. Well, this Ravno clan book is the gypsy perspective. In the revised, it opens up the clan book to the other options and the full view right. of what the clan is, is what I will say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, you you understand our opinion. So, as I interrupted earlier, next week, the great freaking Montreal by night. This book's gonna be glorious. Uh, it is a favorite to both of us, near and dear to our heart. One of the better city books. Um, tons of fun. And you know what? I uh, was doing some some research today. I think we're like four books away from revised. Nice. So we're just about to ramp up second edition. I would say within the next month, we're going to be jumping up to the revised edition books. And uh, we're probably going to do like the storytellers book and the like main book together. Um, you know, because we're just going to be going over like what's different, what's changed, what's new. Um, just like we did for second edition. So. A lot of cool stuff coming. We have another Giovanni Chronicles. We have no more clan books. We have um, Revelations of the Dark Mother. <laughs> and we have World of Darkness Hong Kong. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're wrapping up. Second edition, we're going to be closing the book on and we're going to be moving on to some more, I think, some more like fast-paced kind of stuff coming. Um, because in Revised, uh, as a lot of you listeners may know, this is where that's the story that we've been kind of like building over the last five years, six years of, of books is going to start to come to a head. They're starting to show you like we're working towards the climax of the story. So anyways, check back with us next week for the awesome Montreal by night, Black Dog Game Factory book. And uh, until then, I am Nathan. And I'm Bob. Goodbye. Do, do, do.